It is, but it's it's like so little that I don't really care. It's fine. Nope, it's good. I like it. Okay, cool. On this episode, we have Juno Parlange. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, yeah we are episode 34 of the Steel Entrepreneur Show. And I've got a little intro for you. I hope it's right. Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Mm -hmm. On today's episode, <laughs> we have Jesus Juno, as I, I know you as Juno. You'd be surprised at how many people don't know the story behind that. We'll get to that. Um, Jesus is the co-founder of Organic Code, a web design and dev shop here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Jesus is a designer, a developer, Juno-winning musician, no big deal, DJ, writer, producer, mixer, sound engineer. Yeah? Yeah. Anything That's else you'd like to add correct. to that? Uh, yeah. World traveler. Cool guy. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, that's funny because then I say he's traveled a lot. Um, I went back through all your tweets, mm -hmm. so I, I figured out I figured out where you've been traveling. <laughs> I followed you, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I can't wait to pick his brain today. Jesus, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited about it. This is great. This is like you know, such a cool thing to do. You know, get to know. A little bit more about you too, and yeah. Just well, we'll be mostly focusing yeah. on you, so let's uh, let's get that one thing straight. This is okay. It's going to be on you. Um, where I'd like to start, because uh, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I ever do a great job of explaining. Like I, I tell people who you are, but how do you describe yourself? Like when somebody asks, "Tell me a little bit about Juno. Tell me a little bit about Jesus." How do you describe yourself, both in a professional and a personal? sets starting with whichever you want okay well in the professional i can say that um i am very disciplined uh -huh. i whatever i said in my mind i you know go all the way to do it so there's no like you know time for other stuff it's kind of like just like this is the goal this is the way and until i finish you know there's everything's done and um, that has given me a really good results mm -hmm. with you know, like projects and even, you know, when I started into music and then translate the same thing into web development. Mm -hmm. And I am very reliable. And, you know, like I always try, you know, make to accommodate things, you know, like spontaneous things on the spot. Early. We should note that he was 10 minutes early. Very reliable. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Um, yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I usually try to you know, I know, like, I like to be spontaneous in my daily life. Mm -hmm. So I understand, like, things, you know, like, happen all the time. So I try to, yeah, definitely be flexible with things, you know, and projects. I mean, I have, this is the goal, but, yeah, there's room, right, to, to play with things along the way. So you are reliable. You are hardworking. You are disciplined. You are spontaneous. I've heard you are super fun to be around, and I, I, I know that firsthand. You are apparently the most caring dude, I think were the words um, that I heard on, on just in my interviews mm -hmm. um, on at least three accounts. And, uh, and random, random was the other thing, which I guess kind of goes with the spontaneous thing. What about professionally? Uh, well, without the professional part. Yeah. The personal, right? Okay, that, yeah. that was the personal bit. Tell me about your professional life. 
Oh, well, the who are you professionally? The professional life. Mm -hmm. Well, the professional life, um, I have like a story in music. Mm -hmm. It my first, I will say, 15 years, almost 15 years, I um, was into music. 15 years? How, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> and cut. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I'm old enough to vote for sure. <laughs> I'm old enough to party. Yeah, I can get into into places, you okay. know, with my ID. So all right. So yeah, my first, um, yeah, I would say like close to fifteen years. Okay. I was playing music, playing guitar was my entrance to the music world. Mm -hmm. The first time I got a guitar in my hands, I was like, you know, I felt like the power, right? Like, you know, like the talking when Mario yes. Bros gets yes. like the stars, like <laughs> flames. I was like, wow, this is this is my jam. When this was that? How young were when you? When I was that? like 14, probably 14 or Wicked. 13. Okay. And since that moment, I never, never, just basically, I always brought my guitar with me. I always was playing. Yeah, I never looked back and I was like just playing, playing, playing. And then translate into, at some point, DJ. Mm -hmm. When I discovered, you know, how to mix records, I was like, wow, this is, you know, my next thing. And then again, became my work. So my professional life, I would say, started right there because, you know, being coming from doing something, I was doing it for hobby to, mm -hmm. to start getting paid and start getting paid well and travel and a lot of recognition and stuff in the way. I was like, wow, this is this, this all this past story of me just practicing and, you know, being there and discipline. I might actually be good at this. Exactly. Allow <laughs> me to get this. I was like just, you know, extra turbo, right? Extra charge. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like everything was flowing and just, it was like a snowball of fire and probably chocolate too. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> so it was a, yeah, just everything was happening. And yeah, again, it, that gave me the understanding and I will say mostly like the feeling, right? Of being, doing, being, start like a, being doing something right, but also being working, towards that mm -hmm. in a right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like two things. So that translates. Being sort of well aligned. You're exactly. What you're good at aligned with um, what you can kind of be successful at, mm -hmm. I guess. Is that, that sound about right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we came, I mean, I came to Canada and then same principle I applied, just keep working. Mm -hmm. I came for school. And you just to finish with the question, the actual question about my professional life, it's I like to give the best I can. I like to be able to serve as much people as possible, which sometimes I learned the hard way as you know, entrepreneurs. That is not great because you can't like there's, you know, like there's just a one day, you know, and 24 hours and so much yeah. you can do. But I like to, you know, like, yeah, being flexible and be having a goal and work towards it. I like how you're you're very um, you're very abstract. You're very you you don't talk a lot about. Um, so when I when usually the way people answer, uh, what what do I who am I professionally? They usually say, well, um, you know, they would probably answer, well, I'm a web designer. I'm a web developer. You didn't say any of those things. But why do you think you you didn't? I'm just curious why you didn't focus on any of those things. Well, I, what I'm going to say is like, I feel like I there's am, a good answer there. Oh, no, totally, totally. What all these experience that I have and you sh like currently my company, my current company, which is web design and web development does mm -hmm. is a, I, I actually am a producer. 
And I realized that when I was into music, but I thought, in, you know, in my mind, you're like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm good at, right? Yeah. And when I transitioned to the next um, adventure in my life, which was web design and web development, at some point I realized that my brain works the same, both sides, you know, get the creative part, which is the design, and they also get the technical part, which is the coding, everything. So I realized it's like, wow, my brain works the same, and I communicate with the team the same, and I arrange things the same as music. So you're still producing. Exactly. Just something so different. That's what I do. Cool. I produce things. And right now what I'm producing is uh, websites. And we also work with web tools. And I'll tell you later also what I'm up to in, in the next part. Cool. I want to um, focus a little bit on um, you picked up a guitar at 14 years old. What um, I, I want to learn a little bit about about your childhood at that time I, I certainly didn't pick up an in instrument at 14 and run with it and and, I, and a part of me kind of wishes I did for a lot of different reasons but um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, about your childhood growing up that kind of stuff your your journey I guess to um, to, to, the, to the US to Canada yeah, absolutely I grew up in Mexico City mm -hmm. And I grew up with uh, um, my mom and my sisters because my dad left home when I was, say, like probably, I know, younger, be definitely before 10, okay. you know, somewhere around 7, 10. And when I discovered music, that was my outlet. That was you me, you know, trying to express all the sadness that I got when, you know, it's a life change, right? Sure, like absolutely. That a big age, one. Yeah, exactly. At that age, I couldn't understand what was happening. I discovered it with, you know, like, oh, in the next years and then when I start growing up and you know recently you know reading and stuff right but at that moment that became my outlet so I was channeling all the things that I couldn't express and physically express because actually my mom told me that I used to be very quiet mm -hmm. and I was like that makes sense it's <laughs> a <laughs> I was like completely like I'm not gonna say anything because I don't know how to deal with you know stuff so uh, my outlet was the music like got the guitar my friend taught me and I was like whoa this is what kind of guitar was it it was acoustic just acoustic and yeah. um, nylon strings at the moment then after I went to and get like another you know with the metal strings mm -hmm. but this was uh, for me kind of like you know like I don't know I felt like you know like some magic some stuff it was like what's this this is like kind of I, like I want to put it away like okay one more song right yeah. And that part of my life is Maybe totally... Maybe it felt like it was like, it was sort of the, it's something you kind of controlled. It was like the one thing you could control what you put in and, and sort of what you got out versus everything else. Like mm -hmm. um, maybe everything else kind of didn't have, you, you weren't in control of anything else. Does that, that resonate at all maybe? Yeah, like <clears throat> completely. Like I will go somewhere else, you know, yeah. <laughs> like start playing and boom, it was like, so I thought like, oh, well, this is definitely meant to be, you know, this, mm -hmm. is, this is what I should be doing. So I start playing a lot and I start actually, to be honest, I was like, I consider myself an introvert still because I, you know, that's how I grew up, but at some mm -hmm. point it changed it. But at that moment, you know, I just was really happy to be in my room and, you know, playing guitar and practicing and it went sometimes like 10 hours. My mom wow. used to yeah, ask me like, hey, are you gonna eat? And I'm like, 
two more minutes, three more minutes, and then one more hour like after my mom is like, are you, are you like home for dinner? <laughs> like five more minutes. Are you still alive in there? Yeah, exactly. After a couple hours, he will be mad at me because yeah. he's like, like, now you have to go for dinner. <laughs> it's like, you, there is no excuse, come, because I was a child. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all my childhood was uh, playing guitar, um, basically, yeah, hanging with my friends. I'm playing, you know, like with the crew, going to play soccer mm -hmm. or going to play football, something, you know, baseball mm -hmm. and playing guitar. And so when did you know that you wanted to or you were going to leave Mexico? Actually, that was later on, like after when I became a teenager, mm -hmm. things got a little bit sidetracked. You know, I found out like uh, parties was my new favorite thing. <laughs> so it was, my, DJ that was my new outlet, you know, yeah. for getting emotions out sure. so I was like wow this is great I just have to go and be there right and it was fun because you know you get to know more people and you go at you know at, you start going out at night and it's like wow what's this right because only the grown-ups will do this so you are now like oh I'm a grown-up I can just go and come back anytime and that gave me a lot of new insights about life and mostly about music I discovered like you know like the electronic music scene like the DJs at the moment, they were playing Deep House and Progressive House and Progressive Trance, and they were all mixing live instruments with beats. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, like there's guitars and a beat, you know, kind of like, and it's like, oh, there's pianos and there's voices. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is something I would like to do. So I actually, yeah, this is another part of my story. I went to live to the beach. I was going for three months only. To the uh, beach? Yeah, to the beach in Mexico. Okay. It was probably, I mean, this was the last adventure before coming here to Vancouver. Okay. I went as um, kind of like a rebel act and also to gain some t moment, not momentum, like like get some time, right? Like buy some time into, to, the, to think the next part of my, my mm -hmm. life. I, was, I went to university two years for communications. But I was not happy with it. So at the middle, in Mexico, yeah, okay. middle of the career, I told my mom, "It's like I don't, I don't want to do this, and I don't want you to pay it because she was, you know, like paying it with, you know, hard work, earned money." And totally. I was like, "I feel like no, this is, you know, like let's stop." And I, I get out. Very adult thing to do. <laughs> well, I think it actually is. I mean, a lot of kids or a lot of teenagers or um, college students would continue on because they're, um, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain, I don't know, expectation, I suppose, and they don't want to let anybody down, but instead you decided to, to speak up and do a very sort of grown up thing and, and sort of consider, you know, what your, um, your mom was sacrificing mm -hmm. in order to put you through college. Like, I can't really imagine anything more grown up than that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the moment for me was more kind of like escaping, but yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, maybe subconsciously, <laughs> you're just being real grown up. And uh, the next thing I know, I was living at the beach, went for three months, ended up staying one year. There was a lot of party because it's just a touristic destination for, you know, just having was fun. Was this Cancun or was this the other side? It's uh, one hour away from Cancun, south. And okay. it's called Playa del Carmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the area. And it's, uh, it's beautiful, you know, the ocean and you have the pyramids and there's like the jungle. And mm -hmm. when you get there, you see everything. And it's like, 
well, what's it's what still displays. sort of untouched a little bit. No, it's certainly not like Cancun. Exactly, yeah. but still, right now it's getting bigger actually. I believe. But that. at that moment, everything was still, you know, like a couple of houses, a couple of uh, buildings here and there, hotels, and lots but changed not, since then. Yeah, not like a, a lot of people there, so it was yeah. kind of like, oh, this is cool. So then, and obviously in this time, I was reflectioning, I was thinking the next step, and I was like. At that moment is when I discovered records and, you know, for, for sure I, you know, touched like two turntables and I felt again that, you know, like, f like fire. So I was like, wow, this is, this is something I want to do. So in my mind was like, okay, I'm going to go back to, to the city because I wanted to study professional to be, you know, a music producer mm -hmm. and music, mostly music first was my first goal. And at the beach, there's nothing, right? There's just party. There's no totally. schools and probably there's some things and at the moment internet was not you know that kind of like 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 a fashion something you know it was kind of like you know still the beginnings yeah uh, not the very beginnings and that all yeah <laughs> it was you know like the early 2000s so I took my things went back to the city and then start playing records I got a job in a record store so I was practicing there every day and you know just managing the store and then at some point people start uh, asking me the, yeah or yeah just hire me first of all it was like oh you want to play to my party and I was like okay cool where is it no the bar across the street and then the next one is a club and then the next one was you know a city mm -hmm. and I at some point that was my job and I became like a DJ full-time again I just basically quit what I was doing just to pursue music how do you um, keep um how do you keep the professional side and the party side? Like, is, is it worthwhile keeping them kind of separate? Because I can imagine getting very easily wrapped up in sort of the scene mm -hmm. and then kind of losing track of the pro uh, professional pursuits. Do you remember how, how and if you were able to keep those separate at all? Absolutely. And it's a great question because I actually quit drinking at 21. And I said the only, you said like the only 21 year old ever. <laughs> I, well, but I did because I had to separate it. My yeah. mom was really clear. It's like party and DJ got well together because you are there and you're, you yeah. know, the, you're creating the party and then, you know, it, it could be a mess. And I saw some examples, you know, of uh, friends that were also doing, you know, DJing. And I was yeah. like, I definitely want to treat it as, as my job because I like it and it's my passion and it's at the end for me it was like I, oh I love music or I like party right I mean you can live both but I was like yeah no music is what I love to do I really don't need the party and I quit was that an, an, yeah. um, an easy thing to sort of upkeep when you I, I'm sure you had people offering you drinks and sort of badgering you to drink and that sort of thing how did you sort of remain true to that? It was actually easy. It was like well, I have a disciplined guy. I, I have an ability to switch my state in. Yeah. And I didn't know at that moment, but you know, it's the state we all switch. Like you know, Tony Robbins said, we can all switch anything at any time, mm -hmm. in any moment. But at that moment, I was like, for me, it's like, you know, it's the balance, right? It's like, okay, the, the music or this, okay, I don't need this. I'm going to go here. I have like very. I would say selective, but very, um, I'm kind of like an extremist, right? That's my personality. Yeah. So if I Once like something the... I like, if not, not, and if I like it, like, boom, you know, yeah. 
everything and around everything it is like falls aside. yeah it's like I, I don't even see what's there it's like boom just jump on it so when i was doing that and actually that gave me more great results which they were awards and i started creating music you know just bought a computer and doing some yeah. like self-taught stuff and i started selling some tracks here and there and things were going great that actually fueled me to don't even look back at drinking or you know any other recreational drug that happened probably you know, when I was in the party, I like that I said probably, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Yes. Like, like there was nothing. I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is what, I, what I want to do. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need this. Everything else didn't really matter. So when I was uh, in that moment and everything was, you know, five years, one day, this is actually a really cool part that I always remember, like, you know, like as a movie, but also as a great uh, moment in my life. Every single day for five years, I would wake up and I was like, wow, I'm so grateful and so thankful that that was my job. Because I would wake up, you know, go for a run or go to the gym, go back and hit the notes every single day for eight hours or ten. No one was paying me, you know, no one, nothing. I was like just hitting the notes and recording and, you know, like all the cycle again. And then I would work maybe three days, which probably total six to eight hours. And I was completely upset, you know, to live my life. I was traveling across the country. I was, yeah, just, you know, hanging out with my friends. There was like, seriously, I would say like probably 10% of stress in those 10 years. It's 10, sorry, it's five years. Yeah. That was the moment that I decided to be a music producer for real. Because everything great, momentum, there was a lot of media, TV, radio, magazines. There was like, this is actually a funny story with my mom. I think two or three years in, my mom saw me on TV. <laughs> and she's like... She must have been so proud. Yeah, but she's like, is, is, that, is that what you do when <laughs> you go out? And I was like, because, you know, I was never did that because of yeah. you know the, the fame or whatever i just was happy to have a job that allowed me all this freedom and flexibility and doing exactly what i wanted to do yeah and every moment so i was like kind of like you know a bit embarrassed and she's like wow that's great and i'm like there you go that's me Very cool. <laughs> so anyway so that part um, of my life yeah when i decided to be a music producer again Things start happening really well, and probably we'll talk about it later, but I just realized that I was in a constant state of flow, which is the in-the-zone moments or an altered state of consciousness, for five years. So when you are there for five years, like pff, things that you would never thought happened without even having to actually try. So at that moment, uh, I got a really good business Basically, this guy comes and he was working for a really big company in Mexico. And he's like, hey, we want to buy your, your, your songs, your music. Could you be willing to, you know, have a meeting with us and chat about it? And I was like, of course. So when I found about the deal, this deal, you know, gave me money to live at least a couple of years. Wow. And for me, How was old were you at that time? 20, it was going to be turned 26. Like I was, let's say 26. Jesus. So when that happened, for me, my mom was clearly that it was supposed, that that's, this is my, yeah. this is what I was looking for to go to somewhere else to get a degree in music production. 
and then continue my career as a music producer. How did you not blow all that money? <laughs> well, to be honest, when I got the money, I was like, oh, wow. Because it's know, probably... Cars, apartments, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. this stuff. So did, were you sort of disciplined in not spending it? Because, I mean, you could run out very quickly mm -hmm. if you just went crazy. Or, mm -hmm. or how, how did you deal with that? I no well again when I realized that because actually months earlier going before prior to that moment yeah I remember clearly telling to my ex girlfriend like you know what I don't because I was looking for schools in Mexico I was like I want to go to school somewhere else outside Mexico City because you know there's like uh, in the music world there's like definitely places like LA you know Toronto sure, the sure. UK that they're like super advanced and mostly in the electronic field so it's like I want to be there you know I want to breathe the, the environment mm -hmm. and in that moment I think I created this possibility this guy comes give me all this and when I realized that all this money in the bank was for that that was it was a no-brainer I started just like calling the school send money and roll everything like boom boom and six months I told my mom it's like I'm leaving to Canada she's like, okay. And when it came really fast, I was like, Mom, I'm leaving seriously like next week. She's like, yeah, I know, but for real. I was like, yeah. And uh -huh. then I came here for school. That's, that's how I ended up in Vancouver. I came here for music production, sound recording, and I also did a sound design program. How much time? So you, you started kind of basically fresh in Vancouver, which um, I think would be daunting to most be kind of scary to most how much time passed between the time you came to Vancouver and um, the time you uh, won the Juno I would say probably between three and three and a half years wow. I actually finished the school program yeah which by the way I did two programs because I I wanted to be all day in school so I told my, my instructors, he's like, can I just be here or sit or, you know, or practice? And they were like, actually, you can sit in all the other uh, classes if you want. They said, we can't give you another diploma unless you pay for it. But it's like, if you just want to learn. So I was at school all day. <laughs> I basically live at school. And then when I will finish school, I will go home and I set up like the den. Yeah. which is like the closet for the shoes. I remove everything, tell my roommates, like, get all your stuff out of here, and this is my studio. And I claim it, and I paint it, and I that set up my studio. So when I will come home, I walk my dog, and then just keep working on the room and close it, right? Because it was a closet. And Jesus. basically, I used to do that, like, all one year. I went back, finished school, went back to Mexico for three months, but to be honest, like my heart was already here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like I belonged there and I was, you know, like just basically dreaming about being here. So I came back and I asked for, you know, advice, legal advice. And yeah, they told me, yeah, you just, the only thing you need to do is apply and this is the process. And the only thing you need to prove is you can, you know, support yourself for the next two years. I was like, perfect, yeah. all check. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I end up here. Hmm. And then in the in the in those two years, because I had to wait, because um, obviously you can't work because you don't have work permit or anything, and that's why you have to prove you can support yourself. I was just learning. I start volunteering at the studio, 
in Gastown mm -hmm. with one of the best producers in town, which his name is Chin Injeti. And he... Oh, yeah, I've, he, I've seen his name around. He taught me a lot of the things I know about vocals and recording and the music, and he's well-connected in L.A. He has some Grammys, you know, and mm -hmm. Junos, and he goes way back in history of the music. So he, he yeah, basically took me under his wing. He's like, you know, you want to just learn and practice? Come, come to studio. And I was like, okay, perfect. So I was, I was actually just, you know, learning, and I was the, you know, go-to, you know, like the coffee pot, but I was, you know, observing everything. Why do you think he... Um, I was talking to Connor yesterday, mm -hmm. um, Connor Beaton of Man Talks yesterday, and um, he had mentioned that we were talking about mentors and business coaches, and he had mentioned that typically speaking, a mentor picks you. Did you feel that was the case? And and why why do you think? What do you think it was about you? What do you think you were displaying at that time to him that made him? choose you if, if, if that's what mm. you think happened I think it was my definitely persistence and my discipline because mm -hmm. he was like wow this guy wants to do things for real and the first times I went to the studio you know I I think the first week at least we went super late on the session and I was like just on you know like if it was 10 in the morning so he was like okay cool this guy wants to work exactly okay he's like okay just come and and again, I was not getting paid or anything, but he was like, wow, he wants to really be here. And obviously with a couple of years, he started telling me, oh, well, this is how I record. This is how I do things and, you know, try things. At the end, I was just, I was also, I was calling some shots because I, you know, already the technical side is always been really easy for me to learn. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, you know how to execute this. Let's just do what you think it is, is great for the project. So mm. I think, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I, I like what he was doing and I admire him because, you know, his career. But yeah, when he saw probably those um, traits, he's like, oh, just, just come to the studio. And he's also a really nice person, like a really nice warmer. He's like always giving, right? So yeah. How did you, um, how did you get involved with, I can't, I wonder, I can't remember their name, um, the song that that you won the Juno on was "We Are." Mm -hmm. What was the name? What was the name of the group again? I want to say the dig. It says the D. <clears throat> it's called Digging Roots. Digging Roots. How did you get involved with them? So I met their album producer at the studio. Yeah. At Chin's studio. One thing led to another. Exactly, and then okay. also we work on because the 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 producer of that album, she's also a singer songwriter. Yeah. Called Kini Star, she. We record some of her songs and she's like, oh, we would like to bring you on board of the project, which amazingly, the project started just like right after, or at the same time I got my, my PR. So I was like, okay, perfect. I mean, and now also I'm going to be able to get paid. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, yeah, yeah, of course, you just come. We need you to come to Toronto. You need to, we need you to record uh, and basically live there with us like probably two months because we're that and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So she connected me with them. We start recording and we start, you know, like getting some melodies and some other in electronic stuff. And at the end, when we finished the album, they told me, oh, would you be interested in kind of like, you know, see how we work in, you know, like a live environment with you DJing because you used to be a DJ. And I was like, of course. 
we went on a tour. We went up like with a couple of gigs. We went up touring from Toronto to Canada. Yeah. It was um, that was summer, so I think we toured around the uh, fall and winter. And I think it was the next summer too. Spring summer, we came road tripping to Toronto to Vancouver and back. So we went everywhere playing, and then the Juno Awards came. We were nominated, and what did that we, feel like? Oh, it was great. It was unexpected. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we were nominated, that was the unexpected. It was like, wow. I know they were like really into before, you know, like well connected, and they will, you know. I think they were also close to the the nomination or something before, right? Like they will have mm -hmm. like. They already on the radar. Yeah. But yeah, this time when it came to nomination, I was like, "Wow, this is crazy!" And then when it happens, it's like, "Okay, this is." I was actually at the moment I was in LA because I got some gigs producing and I was traveling, and I was like, "Just you know," they text me and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> we won! That's amazing!" That's incredible. And yeah, we we all got our our little Juno. <laughs> Which, that's actually maybe I, one of the questions. Yes. I brought the Juno, which looks like, well, a little bit thing, like crystal yeah. thing, but probably this, you know. Sure. I, and then I put it in the table, uh, and I used to live at the moment with my roommates, which Kelsey. is Kelsey. Yeah. And we have another couple. Irish guy. Yeah. So Kelsey, uh, yeah, the Irish guy, he couldn't remember my name, but yeah. he clearly asked me, he's like, oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, it's a Juno. He's like, a Juno? A Juno award? He's like, yeah. But you know what? I just brought it and killed it. So it was like, it was our, you know, just, it was normal for us. But he was like, wow, that's a Juno. I'm like, yeah. So we went to the pool and we were, you know, hanging out with more friends. And it was kind of like a social day. Yeah. And when we came back to the apartment, the obviously Irish friends, people, they were, you know, a little bit tipsy and the beers. He couldn't remember my name, so he's like, hey, you, 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 Juno, come here, or something like that. And Kelsey's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it You're going to be there. Juno. It suits you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I think <laughs> I can live with that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> you know, it's... it's I, I, I wondered, because I, I met you as, um, Luke, Lucas introduced you as Juno. Your Facebook is, is Juno. So for the longest time, I just knew you as as Juno, but I didn't know that story until until just yesterday when I was talking mm -hmm. to to Kelsey, who uh, who speaks the world of you. Let me tell you, intent. I wanted to talk a little bit about intent today. So, what would you say um, your intent, or I don't know if it's if if intent and purpose are the same thing. Maybe maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But let's start with intent. What, what would you say your intent is? As you refer as the overall. Yeah, just your, your intent in this world. Well, definitely, I have very clear my intent in this world because I, two years ago, I started, well, actually, it was like four years ago, I started reading, you know, a lot of stuff and topics, researching, and basically, I needed to change my life Anything at that in moment. Particular or? So, yeah, the intent for me right now is to, I mean, I'm creating definitely a business where I can step out and, you know, it keeps growing and gives me more time. Mm -hmm. I want to go into VR, which is something we can talk later, but I'm really passionate about it. Uh, I also want to be able to, all this freedom and time gives me opportunity to create like a society or foundation 
you know, to help people. My first thought was when I was making music, it's like, wow, there's so many talented kids that they are like bartendering or stuff and they, no one, you know, like kind of like sees the real talent. And, you know, it's crazy how the talented people are and they don't have the resources to they fund. They don't have a mentor or somebody or a mentor. willing to help. So, yeah, I used to fund, example, those kind of causes. I'm very passionate about animals, you know, animals and, you know, rescuing animals too. And I'm very also passionate to help people who need help at any moment, which, you know, life happens and there's things, accidents, and sometimes people don't have resources. So actually, we had started with those intents a couple of years ago with some mm -hmm. group of friends. We've been donating our 10% every month to different causes, right? Like Facebook things you see, or someone needs help directly and you know, like, oh, my friend or my friend of a friend and stuff like that. So I'm creating, I'm creating right now all these possibilities and setting the structures so I can just be something, you know, like a force for good for the planet. Why don't you tell me about that? Well, let's not wait till the end. Tell, <laughs> okay. me about, tell me a little bit more about that. So I'm really curious. Yeah, absolutely. About, uh, you know, all what I say, like VR stuff. Or yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, virtual reality is going to definitely be the next big thing. It's going to take probably seven to 12 uh, years still. But when it gets, you know, like it just hits, it's going to be like the phone, right? Probably mm -hmm. won't even have phones anymore. It's going to be all, you know, VR headset and you're, you know, somewhere else, phone calls. Hopefully and it's a little less big than uh, yeah, <laughs> but the usual device. Maybe it could just be like a pair of sunglasses, like in the movies, where you can watch, you you have a pair of sunglasses on, and you can see the little screen on the inside of the. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah, so I I went. I had the pleasure and the opportunity to go to the National Film Board. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine, his uh, brother works there, and they got us like, oh yeah, because I was really interested. He's like, oh maybe. Let me ask him, they can show us, you know, the technology. Yeah. And we were just basically just went to just basically try a couple of things. But it in that moment I felt like again, like wow, this is this is me, this is calling me again. Mm. And probably it's the fact that you are somewhere else with this reality, like because you are somewhere else. I was really impression impressed that people the people or situations will come in when you're in the in, in inside you know let's call it in the vr and they come to you and you move you react even though you know there's nothing because it's a game or a movie or whatever and i was like wow what if you actually use these kind of like sensations and things that happen in the vr to help people right like there's must be some you know kind of like correlation in between helping sure. people, you know, people who are in hospitals, they can move, they can actually go somewhere or just alterate states of, you know, our state, current state, because if, imagine if you replay your best moment and you're again right there, boom, like your, your, your vibe is going to go up, you're, you know, you're going to change, you're going to, instead of being sad, you're like, oh, or stressed, you play that clip and you're like, boom, I'm somewhere else, that's great. Some people say that um, a lot a lot can be kind of cured or helped just by changing your state of mind. Is that sort of uh, what you're thinking? Is that sort of a way to augment or to temporarily change someone's state of mind to help with healing? Is that kind of... That, well, that could be one of the things I thought. Um, again, I'm still just putting everything down where I actually I want to go, you know, full on 100%. Because, again, VR is going gonna to change every single aspect of our lives completely. VR and AR, right, which is totally different. 
AR, you can see things through glasses and then you can lock screens, you know, like you can have your video like here. Pokemon would probably be exactly. augmented reality. Exactly. You can put place, uh, place things from, yeah. the, you know, like computer stuff into the spaces because it calculates the space around you. Mm -hmm. And VR is completely in another world, which is really fun, right? It's kind of like fun to explore. It's, it's going to be definitely something that you're going to be able to go in and learn really fast. Let's say you are a dentist or something and you can see things, you know, how it's happening on the spot without having to go an operate way to do an operation, you know. Um, there's so many possibilities. You know, playing, you can see how people is like actually doing music and what are they actually, you know, zooming into everything you need. They're basically everywhere. So, yeah, that's what I, that's what I really like. But what I mostly really like is that you can change your state in one second. For me, that was like, it's impressive. It's like, you know, you just go, it's like, <clears throat> I don't know if you have heard that um, story of the, you know, like the zebra, the zebra is running, the light is chasing after it. But then, you know, the zebra, if, if it escapes, which this is the case in this, for the example, it escapes, the lion goes away and the zebra is very stressed probably. And it's really, you know, like all, everything's like alert, you know, trying to survive. Mm -hmm. But then after probably 20 minutes after, she's fine. She forgets the stress and she will move to the next moment. And we all humans, we have the ability to do that, but we go back and replay the the, the stressor the yeah the movie that is causing yeah. all the stress and then we snap off the moment but it's like oh and you go back and bring it to the present moment so for me that's really interesting it's like wow this is totally like a tool that could be really beneficial for a lot of people on that field you that know? could help people sort of escape from replaying that particular stressor change their current state mm -hmm. you know like if you are stressed and you're like oh i'm gonna play i don't know let's say the maldive islands tape or the only violence experience and you are somewhere else and you're enjoying stress mm -hmm. goes down and then you you know you finish okay keep going with what i'm doing you know or play your favorite roller coaster ride and then you're like wow so hype and then you're like okay cool i can you know go to these meetings right now you know like all these things that basically get us to be a top performers. That's something I'm really passionate about. And when I was in that state and I see the relationship is like, wow, like I've been reading a lot of top performance and, you know, like flow states and, you know, which are altered state of consciousness. And, and it all makes sense because I lived it when I was making music. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this, everybody, we can do this, right? Interesting. Well, I'm interested to see how you're going to create sort of that application or how um, you'll create sort of a situation where people can sort of really benefit from that more than in just sort of an entertainment type of way. Exactly. That'd be really cool. I've got a couple more questions um, for you. And I think I wanted to start with, this one I'm kind of particularly interested in just because it's, it's something that I'm also going through. And that is, uh, I've become, I guess, a little bit more of a seeker of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, I, looking back on before, I felt that I was a little bit perhaps arrogant or maybe just ignorant, maybe a combination of both. As somebody 
um, that I'm hearing over and over again is, is just a real sort of seeker of knowledge. Was there, um, was there sort of a catalyst for that? I, I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to identify in more people what was the catalyst for change. What took them from where they were to somebody who was constantly trying to develop themselves, trying to improve, trying to learn, trying to be a better human being, all that kind of stuff. Was there, was there kind of a breakthrough point? And if there was, um, what got you there? If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So in my case, definitely was a moment, you know, it was like a, a moment, right? Mm -hmm. I was probably 15 years going up, you know, into my music career. Yeah. And at some time, it basically, you know, it, everything, you know, like life is, you know, a wave. So it's ups and downs. So obviously it was like going up. It has to have like a mm -hmm. very hard fall, hard going down. So I, life crashed at that moment, right? Like things stopped happening. I was at that moment going back and forth to LA. So I didn't really have the, like a, a foundation or like a connection, um, a network here. Mm -hmm. So when I actually decided to just be here because it was like, okay, this is fun, but I, what's the next step? Um, and end up here, suddenly there was like, Less work in the music is very, you know, music in career. You have like gigs, you have more of money. Sometimes you don't. And I was stressing. I took some other, started taking other day jobs. And at some point, yeah, yeah, everything started like kind of like crumbling. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I just find myself in a spot that I was not really happy about it. Which and perhaps was, not prepared for either. No, which it was like <clears throat> doing yeah, waitress or, you know, like working in restaurants just to pay my bills because I decided that was my decision to stay here, but paying yeah. my bills and some music gigs and some um, DJ gigs. And, but again, the situation was not optimal. A lot of things happened. It was when I turned 30, which is also like the moment you're like, oh, what's, what are we here? You know, like a lot of questions. That quarter life crisis. Exactly, and so it was totally like a mess, and a, so I was like, "Okay, hey, this I'm totally like all the way down. Like, what I want to do now?" Yeah. So obviously, after a while of being like, like am I just being like really like happy in this space, and then it's like super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think to be honest, like the first thing I was I type in the internet on Google, I was like, "Help!" Right? So <laughs> exclamation mark. It's like, I, I need help. I don't know where to start, but I know I definitely need help. Um, the first video was Tony Robbins. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, okay, wow. So play it. Had you heard of Tony Robbins no. before then? Well, yeah. actually, yes, but just Never really like a name. Into his material. Okay. Because Kelsey, you know, is been into life coaching yeah, and yeah, yeah. all her life. So she, she mentioned stuff and then I watched the video and then it was like, you know, like Tony speaks to you. Like... Like, just you. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this old, what he said totally resonates with me. So I remember I finished the video, I told Kelsey, oh, Kelsey, I know now what you do. This, all this time I did, I know you take clients and calls, but now I know what you do. <laughs> She's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and since that moment, everything what he said makes sense, and I started researching. I was like, whoa, I need to know more, and I need to know who. I, went into another videos, right? Jim Brown taught him, Tony Robbins, and, you know, Earl Nightingale, and then it brought me to um, uh, 
a lot of people, like, I, I'm blank, but yeah, all this, the first ones, the pioneers, mostly I started following Jim Brown and Tony Robbins, and then I started just reading, and I took a couple of workshops, let's say, kind of like mastermind workshops with friends, yeah. and they were all, all my circle of friends at that moment, they were all entrepreneurs and into, you know, personal development. I was like, wow, okay, totally, I definitely, there's something calling me here, there's something, like some cues, right? Like, just learn. So I started learning, and once I started learning, I realized that, I mean, first of all, I don't know why, but in school, I, wouldn't, I, I stopped reading because I was not interested yeah. in that at all. But when I started again reading after that gap, to be honest, in that gap, I could probably have read a couple of things, you know, but mostly music stuff and research. And then I was like, wow, you, you can learn about the, you know, the, your body. You can learn about how we interact with people, human behavior. And it's like, wow, and I, I'm gonna learn about the relationships, you know, how men and women work. Mm -hmm. And now I'm gonna learn about um, finances because I also want to master my finances. Yeah. And every single book that I started reading was like, I felt like something added to, you know, the card. And I was like, wow, this is great. Now I have more perspective. And then I start talking to people and learning from them. And I was like, wow, this is interesting because you just need some time with people and, and learn. That's what I like. I like to learn from experiences because, again, what it says on the books and everything says like, you just find one, a mentor or someone who teach you their years of experience and then you can start applying things. And that's how I started going up in, in, in my life again. I started, things change. Basically you what Jim- You kind of cared again. Yeah, when, when Jim Rohn says like, yeah, once you change yourself, things around change. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is taking a while. Why is it not changing? But actually it was changing it until the point that, boom, I, end up, I find myself in Victoria going for web development school. Mm -hmm. And then I came back here, uh, again, internship for a company. And, you know, suddenly it was like, wow, I was living again, you know, a different life. Obviously different than the music, but it was like not on the the mess, right? Do you ever find um, when you're taking in so many inputs, being that you know, maybe you're listening to podcasts, maybe you're reading books, maybe you're going to workshops and all these things that sometimes you don't leave enough. Like it, it's good that you're taking it in, you're absorbing it, but you don't sometimes leave enough time for action. You know, you don't mm -hmm. leave enough time for saying, you know, taking that one or two things that really resonated with you in the book and actually putting it into action and trying it out and sort of seeing, okay, uh, let, let's see what that does for me. Do you ever, do you ever struggle with that? And if so, um, do you have any sort of techniques for mm -hmm. um, making sure that you actually take what you learned into your life and put it into, put it to work? Yeah, absolutely. The, um Again, because I like to just go all the way in, you know, with what I find. And yeah. now it's learning too, which is my, I would say, hobby slash uh, new addiction, <laughs> just to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I put everything in. And I just realized that you can actually start executing things at every single moment. So even, even though it's there, you know, like you put it there and probably it's like, oh, what I'm going to do with this? At some point, the opportunity comes and you're like, boom. You just, you know, throw it out there. Do you have a pretty good memory? Selective. 
selected. Which what I really I like or I'm focusing on, you know, boom, I grab it. And all the other stuff, no, but again, it comes. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. It's because there when you need it. Yeah, exactly. Kind of it's, it's exactly. It comes in the moment that you are like, or stressing and you're like, oh, okay, I have, what's this? And then you, I always go back and, you know, read a couple of things like, okay, got it. Okay. So you would, you'd perhaps, so you'd, it would kind of, the moment would strike where you would need that, that little piece of knowledge that you picked up and then you would know to kind of go back, review that piece you uh, whatever, wherever that piece of knowledge was, and then put it into action. Mm -hmm. Okay. What I, what I, um, I wouldn't. I the moment would strike for me, and then I would not know where to go because I wouldn't remember where I picked it up. Um, and I might, I might be able to say, okay, well, you know, maybe it was that book. And so what I started to do is, like you see in in this book, for example, is I like I put all these these bloody tabs, right? Mm -hmm. So the Things that resonate the most with me are one of these tabs. So instead of having to go back and read the entire book, which takes me forever because I'm so slow, um, is I can just go to each one of these tabs. And, and it's happened a few times now is I'll just, I'll just go back to the tabs and then I'll find it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, I'll, I'll quickly, I'll, I'll, usually I'll write it down on something else mm -hmm. and then I'll, 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 I'll put it into action. So that's, what, that's what I do, but it sounds like you've got a bit better of a memory than I, than I have. Well, Lucky it's, for just, you. Uh, it's just, again, selective, but it seems like it's there when I need it. Motivation. Mm -hmm. I like to ask people where they get their motivations. But lately, what happens, it's on and off, but sometimes I feel like, um, you know, some mornings are just tougher, tougher to get up, tougher to get out mm -hmm. of bed. We have the luxury of kind of structuring our own days. Mm -hmm. You know, we sort of choose which meetings we take, when those meetings happen, things like that. So it's, um, we make our own schedules. Do you ever have, do you ever have moments where you struggle with motivation and how do you overcome them? Or do you just kind of give in and just, how do you deal with that? If you deal yeah. with that at all. And actually it's very interesting because recently I had one of those days. Mm -hmm. So what happened is, um, I, I woke up and I, first of all, I went bed late and I go to bed. It happened like my early bedtime. Like it's like I go, at least what's weekdays. Late? What's late? Yeah. I think that day was around two. Okay. That's pretty late. Yeah. But yeah. usually I go to bed at 10.30, you know, oh, wow. 11 at the okay. most. So for me, it's like already half, half night in. Yes. So I went to bed and I woke up, you know, close to my, usually I woke up by default, like, you know, between 6.30 and 7. Do you use without an alarm or no alarm? alarm. Uh, I use, but without alarm. Like, okay. even if I just don't put my alarm, I wake up. Okay. And that day, yeah, obviously I woke up like close to eight. And since the first moment I was like, wow, this again, right? Like I didn't feel motivated. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I thought it was a day off. Like that, those kind of like, you're like, oh. And I was like, okay, let's keep going. And every single thing that happened along the way, it was totally failing. Everything in the, going the wrong way. Boom. Mm -hmm. I was like, Okay, what's this? You just weren't motivated to do anything. Exactly, and I was like, oh, I don't even want to do anything because I, I felt like, yeah, if, even if I do, this is going wrong. Like all the half of the day, everything is going wrong. So the first thing I thought is like, okay, let's get to, you know, like 5 p.m. and then I can just go <laughs> and chill. But then I was like, you know what? I don't have to. Because again, we all run our shows and I would work and I decided to chill. They was like, hey, I need to breathe. 
let's see what's important, you know, from the list going that book, like the, mm -hmm. the Seven Habits of... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, this is... this Seven, this, ha the seven Habits of, of six are effective, or effective People? Yeah, is that um, what, that is, that's what it is, yeah. So I haven't then, read it yet. It's on my bookshelf. It's, it's on my list. Yeah, Sorry, no, go no, ahead. Don't worry. I, uh, I put like the important things on the list because there's important, you yeah, know, yeah, priority, yeah. not so important. you prioritize like, the stuff. Yeah. Important thing. And it's like, boom, I'm going to just finish this. And probably I think there were two or three items, not mm -hmm. a lot of work. And I was like, okay, let's just, you know, after this, like the end of this is like a, the, the reward is, you know, like a good dinner. I'm just gonna chill because usually I work all the time. Right? Like we are entrepreneurs, you sometimes weekends you are like you know working and all times here and there, and I do, do put all, a lot of times in work. So I'm like, I need to chill. Obviously, you and I need to chill and acknowledge that I need yeah. to you know like take some time, just finish this. The reward was you know a great meal and you know like a probably a video, a documentary because even though when I'm chilling now now rarely I see movies. Before I used to watch movies. Is a documentary you see? Created kind of like a little reward system for yourself. And just, I guess instead, of, so if I'm understanding correctly, mm -hmm. you decide, okay, uh, I'm, I have this huge list of things to do. If I just try and go through each one of these things, I'm just, I'm not going to get it done. So let's mm -hmm. make it a little bit more bite-sized. Let's pick the most important things mm -hmm. and let's bang those out, knowing that if I can bang those three things out, which mm -hmm. psychologically are like, well, that's easy. That's no problem. Exactly. That's not that bad. And then you know there's a reward at the end. It's that much easier and sweeter, perhaps. Exactly. So therefore, I finished the task, you know, went for a walk with my dog and then came back and chill. I think I probably kind of like have like a mini nap. And I took it really easy that mm -hmm. night, went to bed really, really early. And the next day I was like, you whoa, it boom. Next day. Yeah, and the next day I was like, I yeah. think by the 10 hour of work, I was completely on fire and I was like, wow, I feel like it's just like four hours. Interesting. So it basically I needed the time to, yeah, recharge and definitely we'll have those days that everything goes wrong, kind of like acknowledges that's happening in the day. Tomorrow is going to be a new day. So let's just finish the important. That's a good approach. So that, that, and I noticed I've been doing this, you know, when that happens. Kelsey, Joel, and and um, and even Connor, and and I think even Lucas, they all sort of remarked that you are just kind of a random and sometimes <laughs> super weird dude in a really good way. <laughs> and so I, I I was thinking about um, I was looking at I kind of got this big list of questions and yeah. I just go through them and I try and find ones that I think are going to be best suited to the particular individual after I've done sort of my research. So my question is, um, what's one thing you do that people think is super, super weird or super <laughs> crazy? Crazy or weird, either or, or both? Okay. It's kind of a tough I mean, one. Yeah, because it's basically my, <laughs> how I live. Um, is there anything, anything in particular that people like remark on a lot? Yeah, well, I definitely have the ability to to make new friends all the time along the way. And You're always surrounded by women, attractive uh, women all the time, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, well, I have yeah, the ability to meet, you know, new people. Yeah. And there's um, always things, you know, randomly happen when, you know, are into kind of like open for that. And 
I always come to my friends with stories like, oh, we met this or this or that in the supermarket and they went up in different situations. So we end up like in a impromptu dinner with people. Yeah. And yeah, friends are like, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like, it's you know just, what I mean? Just it's, you know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see like the barrier of like you, you know, there's obviously I respect people, but it's just a friendly way, right? To start connecting and people okay cool and then we're like oh what if we you know oh we go and party here at this restaurant okay and you know things like that happen a lot and you just kind of go with the flow exactly because i'm spontaneous yeah. right yes. i really like to be spontaneous so this is something it happens a lot i'm just re trying to remember what else. Well, i'll give um, you one that i thought was i kelsey and i laughed about it your friend kelsey and i laughed a lot about it is it and i was i was thinking about how can i make this interview like really weird um, and I didn't go to the length because I, I didn't go to all those lengths because I was like, okay, that, is, that would just take forever to prepare. But um, she said that sometimes you create these platters. And so oh. you'll have like a little bit of chicken, you'll have like some grapes, and then you'll have like maybe some olives and then maybe a bowl of cereal and then um, a grilled cheese and um, some nuts and like stuff that does not belong together. Whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. But... You're just like that. That's what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's what you're into at that moment, and so that's what you're gonna do. And to her, she looks at that and she's like, "It's just the it's just the least cohesive thing." But that's just the way Juno lives his life. Mm -hmm. He's just like he just picks what he wants, and that's what he does, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And no one's really gonna influence that. It's just that that that's just sort of what he's what he's about. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's totally true. And what I like from these trays is because, you know, it's my tray and I go and put it in my bed and, you know, chill and watch a documentary. But yeah, one day I bought, I think it was like seven or ten different types of cheese because I used to, I love cheese still. That's a lot of I don't, cheese. I don't eat a lot now because of <laughs> the lactose intolerant thing. But yeah. I used to cut like one of, a little bit of everything and it was like, this is all my, you know, new seven cheeses. So I'm going to try them all. You know, grapes and yeah, like sushi in the same platter, probably yeah. a, a quesadilla. And yeah, I will do that. And also that reminded me something it happened when we were living together that it was, I mean, for me, it was normal just to see what happened. I know the out, I knew the outcome, but I still I wanted to do it <laughs> just like again, just for have fun in life. I used to have like this old, uh, no, actually it was, it was um, this the Irish guy at the moment. He left that Irish guy again. Yeah, he was Kelsey's uh, friend. Okay. So we we were living together. He was a roommate, mm -hmm. and he left a computer, old, sorry, uh, old Mac. And the the keyboard was really dirty. It was really old. The one that is like you know clunky and you do type sure, like. Sure. And then for me, it was like, oh, I'm just gonna run into the dishwasher and you know just <laughs> clean it. I knew it was going to get like busted and not probably not work at all. But I, I was like, oh, maybe this will prove if my products are waterproof or not. And I put it into the dishwasher and when it came out all the dishes, like I was like, what the fuck? Just, why did you put this here? Like it was dirty. And she's like, okay, I shouldn't ask this. <laughs> totally classic you. And obviously I tested it didn't work. Well, like, okay, oh, I was hoping it would work. <laughs> Damn. But you know, like it's, it's for me, it's kind of like have, have fun with, with people. That's where, you know, I make friends, you know, easy new friends. And yeah, we just go on similar with my group of friends that we are into the same thing. So we create more fun for people. Yeah. And also for me, mm. 
something I want to just came to my mind right now is when, you know, when you go out of your day and you go to someone and you kind of like make them laugh and you just kind of change a little bit of their moment too. And for me, it's really cool. It's just kind of like a way to, to tell, show people mostly by telling them that it's good to take things too seriously and have fun. Yeah. And people, you know, go with it. You I know, think like, people resonate okay, with that. Okay, cool. This is, yeah. you know, no our classic, like, just go somewhere and don't talk to anyone and go back. That's, that's, I think that's, you, you've, you're very magnetic. I think people really um, are attracted to you because of that energy, because of that sort of willingness to, or eagerness, or just that approach, I guess, to kind of mm-hmm. keep things light and not so serious and um, be spontaneous and random and um, mm-hmm. I don't know that, that, that's what I think anyways I've got one last question for absolutely you I stole it I stole it from um, Tim Ferriss he asked it on I was listening to his podcast earlier today and he says he's he asked this one quite often he asks if you could have a billboard anywhere uh, well, let's say a billboard, I'm totally butchering his question, sorry, Tim Ferriss, who's not going to watch this episode, but um, <laughs> if you could have a billboard where millions of people would see it every single day, big, big billboard, what would you put on it? Have I mean, anything, anything. anything. Have you heard this question before? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good one. For All right. Sure. What would you put on it? So a big billboard. Big billboard. Anywhere. Millions Mainstream. of people saw it every mm-hmm. single day. Let's say it's on the the most often driven street, highway, whatever in LA. Mm-hmm. Would you put on it? I'll definitely put a reminder somehow, obviously, with imagery and, and words. So people can see it and can remember, like, here we are all to help each other. And we are part of this world. Therefore, you know, take of the world and take of each other. It's, Every good, day. it's a good thing it's a big Every banner. Day. That's a lot of words. <laughs> but I get well, the gist. Well, I'll try to summarize, yeah, a couple yeah. of words and one tagline. Help someone today. Exactly. Something like that. Because, yeah, because, you know, like, helping you, usually sometimes for you is nothing. And for people, it's like, wow, you know, like, you helped me with, it's huge, right? Yeah. And you just basically, that's how it happens in all the world, right? Like, you help someone, call someone, helps, and... It goes back and it's circulating and that's what we're here for. We're here just to be here for each other too. I think that's a pretty darn good place to leave it. So I want to thank you for, mm-hmm. for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, as always, I'd like to give my guests, you're the third, to uh, uh, plug something of their own. Where mm-hmm. can people find you? What should people look at? Audience okay. is yours. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, it's been great and yeah definitely for all um, viewers I just would like you to tell you a little bit more what I'm doing up to right now I am just in the process to launch in the next couple months a new company just for online sales funnels and social media ads uh, stay tuned you can find me on you know my Facebook Juno Parlange right now I have my company's uh, Facebook too which is organic code design uh, or yeah usually Facebook is the best way to contact me or also my Instagram which is share the awesome share the awesome yeah I like that well we'll make sure that we we link to all that just in case uh, people have a hard time finding it but um, other than that thank you very much thank you I so really much, appreciate yeah. it it was a lot of fun it was great and yeah. um, 
Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. If you liked this episode, then like it, obviously. Uh, subscribe, comment. If you have questions for this guy, leave the questions. I'll make sure that he comes back and answers them. But uh, other than that, we've um, got another great guest on the show next week. I hope to see you back. See ya.